BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. Oh, baby. What is up, Buffalo Fanatics? Z-Bot here with you. Live on the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube channel. On a Monday night, fresh off the bye week. I'm so excited tonight. You want to know why? Because I have nothing to be upset about. For the first time in a while. This is where the bar has been set, folks. This is where my new standard's at. As long as I'm not disappointed, I'm excited. And it's tough to get disappointed during a bye week. In fact, we had a couple of things go our way over the bye week, which will make going into the playoff simulator a little more tantalizing. And that's what we'll be doing tonight. My age-old pastime, my favorite thing to do back when I was a kid, it's back again. Jumping into the playoff simulator and finding any which way we can get them Buffalo Bills into the postseason. We'll do that tonight. We'll take a look at the landscape of the NFL as it stands right now. Importantly, most importantly, rather, within the AFC, how all that is shaking out. Very interesting. Top to bottom. Truly is. It's a mat. It's just a, a whirlwind. Just when you think you might have a read on where one thing is going something else happens including last night Sunday night football another big wow loss for a top AFC team who just happens to be the team these Buffalo Bills will be taking on on the road this coming Sunday they've never looked more beatable don't know how great I feel about playing them off of a loss but at the same time these Kansas City Chiefs as it stands right now going into the first week of December here they are as beatable of a team as the Buffalo Bills have faced off against them throughout the Patrick Mahomes uh, tenure here and with that we also know the Bills have beat them a couple of times on the road against uh, what I feel to believe a better version of this Kansas City Chiefs team Bills coming off a bye Sean McDermott six and oh off of his bye all time 
it's going to be a very interesting game, a massive game for the Buffalo Bills. It is essentially a playoff game. I mean, it is more than meets the eye when it comes to the rest of the games on this coming docket this weekend. You all know that, of course, but there are there is this narrative out there that the Bills can lose one more and still get in. Now, that's true, but I'm not entirely sure how much you've dug into it. If they do lose one more, it, the, the odds of being able to get in with that one additional loss are, are incredibly thin. In fact, so thin, I've tried to go in to this simulator, which we will do tonight. I've tried to work it so the Bills somehow get in with one more additional loss. I don't know if I'm just a moron or what, but I can't get it to do it. I can't map out the scenario that gets the bills in. So I don't know if it's just that unlikely, if I'm just a moron, a combination of both, probably that. I do know, however, that there's more of a chance of being able to get in with a loss to someone like Dallas, for instance, than there is Kansas City, just because the bulk of the bills losses have come within the AFC. That, of course, weighs heavier when it comes to these tiebreakers. And tiebreakers are going to be a big factor come the end of the year here as you watch the season play out as you watch each individual standing within the top seven start to take form, but they really haven't taken any solidified form at all as we'll go ahead and take a look at what it, uh, it currently is right now. And over the weekend, it was an interesting watch because you saw some teams that were ahead of the bills take a dive or they're all ahead of the bills for the most part, really. But uh, you saw some teams that the bills are going to be battling with to get into the playoffs, take a dive. You saw some teams get out by the skin of their teeth, like the Indianapolis Colts, man, that would have been a big one. The Tennessee Titans take the Indianapolis Colts to overtime. That would have been huge. If the Colts could have gone down, that would have been one more loss for a team that currently sits in at the sixth spot. And they have a very favorable schedule coming up as well, which is unfortunate for Buffalo, especially when you look at yesterday. Tennessee had them on the ropes, had the lead, even had the lead in overtime and still end up coming away with the loss. Gardner Minshew just been getting it done somehow, some way. But here we are. Your top four seeds as it stands currently. Look, the Miami Dolphins, they're just doing it the way that it needs to be done. Yes, I have been at the forefront of knocking this team for not being able to beat the class of the league, the better teams in the league, because they have not been able to do that. Uh, the teams that they have beaten this year have been the dredges of the league, but guess what? That has resulted in a nine and three record. And it does not matter how you get there. You just got to get there. And I've said this throughout the year, all year long, the bills could have done the exact same thing and they didn't. They lose to the New York jets. They lose to the new England Patriots, which I, I feel like I say this every week, but how can I not? How do you go every single week here? After that Bills loss to the Patriots, how do you not go every week of watching them since then and just think to yourself, how, how in the hell was that even possible? It, it with time, it feels like with time, things usually make more sense. As time goes on, you start to understand more. This is the complete opposite. As time goes on with these Buffalo Bills and these New England Patriots. The fact that they allowed 29 points to that team, allowed them to win, allowed them to complete a two-minute drill to do so, and you watched them yesterday lose six to nothing to the L.A. Chargers, and that's just one example. They have played some of the worst football in the league ever since that Bills game, 
and up until that Bills game. It's unreal. The overall point is the Miami Dolphins have not lost games like that. They win every single one of those type of games. Had the Bills have done that, they wouldn't just be fighting for a playoff spot. They would be in firm position to be battling for the number one overall seed. That is what makes the way that this year went just that much more disheartening, that much more uh, unfortunate. If the Bills just win the Jets game week one and the New England Patriots game, they would now be sitting at eight and four with another game ahead against the Miami Dolphins. So at the very least, you'd be battling for one of the top four. But the way things have been going in the interim here, especially with the Chiefs, I don't see how you're not battling for the number one overall. And that's not even including getting out with a victory against the Denver Broncos or a couple of these other losses that have your head just completely in a blender. But it's amazing to me just how the the the, the, the Broncos loss is what it is. They, they were on the longest winning streak in the NFL outside of, no, it was the longest winning streak in the NFL going into the weekend. And they've been playing good football. It wasn't like they were a bad team playing against Buffalo. I don't think they were a great team, but they had been finding ways to win against everybody they have played. You can't say the same for the Jets in week one or New England, whatever the hell that was. I try my best to forget when that even was. I always go back to those two games because those are two games that a team like Miami here wins. And that's what's the, that is what the difference is right now. Even though we throttled Miami, even though on a neutral field, I think the Bills are the better team than Miami, and they've proved that when they square off against one another, it really doesn't matter. Because the Miami Dolphins have won those games, the Bills have lost them, and that's the overall difference. And it's just crazy to see how thin the margin of error was this year. Because if the Bills just get that New England win and that week one win over Zach Wilson, they're right here. And we're talking legitimately about getting that one seed a bye home field throughout something the Bills have not had under Josh Allen since he's been here. And God knows how pivotal that might be to finally getting to where they want to go. But that's, of course, not even in the cards this year because the Bills are currently sitting at 10. And this is where it's getting real interesting. It's, it's of course, interesting up here at the top. The Jaguars play tonight. If all goes the right way, it sh they should beat the hell out of the Bengals with a backup quarterback. I don't envision anything different. But once again, it is any given week, as we know. This league never fails to uh, to shock me, but it would shock me a lot if a backup quarterback-led Cincinnati Bengals knock off Jacksonville tonight. But it's very tight up here. Everybody within a game in the top four. This is where we are concerned with. We don't really care about up here because, unfortunately, that's just not in the playing field for these Buffalo Bills. What we're concerned with is right here, 10 through 5, and let's talk a little bit about each one of these teams and what we saw over the weekend here. So let's start with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who to me have been an, they've been an utter anomaly this whole season. They are a team that has been winning games almost similar to how the Iowa Hawkeyes in college football had been winning their games. And you see what happens when a team like the Iowa Hawkeyes go against a juggernaut of a team that also has a good defense, but in addition, a good offense. They get steamrolled like they did in the Big Ten Championship over the weekend against the Michigan Wolverines. That is how I have viewed these Steelers. To their credit, however, there have been games where they probably should have gotten steamrolled, yet the defense was just able to make 
one or two plays that won them the game. I go back to the Cleveland Browns game early in the year, believe it was Monday night football and their defense scored two or three touchdowns and they won the game simply because of that. I'm not even sure the Steelers themselves got into the red zone that game. That's been how they've been winning their games. They fire their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. They look better than ever on offense last week. They win, but things get a bit dicey this weekend when they have probably one of the more improbable losses of the weekend, the Arizona Cardinals, who have been better, of course, with Kyler Murray back from being injured. They double them up. They beat them 24 to 10, but Kenny Pickett goes down with an ankle injury that required surgery. Kenny Pickett gets surgery today on that ankle. He will not be available for the Thursday night game against the the New England Patriots. Unfortunately for us Bills fans, I still think Kenny Pickett or no Kenny Pickett, a Mitch Trubisky-led Indian, or excuse me, Pittsburgh Steelers team can still beat the New England Patriots at home. I, I, I don't see that being any different. But either way, Kenny Pickett going down in that game was big for Pittsburgh. They couldn't score. They didn't wind up getting their only touchdown until way late in the game. It was far too late by then. That is a huge loss for Pittsburgh because when you're looking at their schedule, Arizona is one that you pencil in if you're a Steelers fan. And frankly, when I go through this simulator, what I like to do is I like to give the teams the wins where I just see them. You know, you look, I always give it the eye test. I can't go through every game and break down all the ins and outs and pick them that way. I, I simply go on the eye test. We all know the eye test does not indicate every single win or loss, but you can, you can go a good distance by doing that. Here's where the caveats get thrown in and the bills are going to need their fair share of caveats in addition to winning their own games. So this was one of them. I think a big loss yesterday for the Pittsburgh Steelers advantageous to the Buffalo bills. Steelers fall to seven and five losing to the Arizona Cardinals. Now we talked a little bit about this a minute ago, but this was the biggest heart heart wrencher of the day. In my opinion, I think if the Steelers, or excuse me, if the Colts lost to the Titans, the bills would have been a decent amount higher in the, in the playoff percentage simulator just because they would have had one more game um, towards being able to pass the Indianapolis Colts. I cannot believe with Gardner Minshew leading the helm here that they are in position right now to have the sixth seed should the season end today, but they are just getting it done. Uh, I don't know how truly when Anthony Richardson went down, I just kind of thought that their season might be a wash. And in fact, I didn't think it was going to be a great season with Anthony Richardson. You're going to want to figure out what he is, let him develop. Just kind of thought it was going to be one of those years for Indy where they try to figure out who they are. But the schedule as of late has certainly been favorable. I mean, I'm looking at these games. And ever since they played Jacksonville, who they lost 37 to 22, the majority of their games have been very winnable, and they've won all but two. One of them was a one-point loss to Cleveland. That game was crazy. That was back uh, in late October, 39-38, two good defenses. Nobody thought there'd be a lot of points in that game. Of course, sure enough, they end up scoring damn near 80 points in that game. Uh, but that was their second-to-last loss. They'd lose two straight. They'd lose that one. They'd lose to the Saints. You look at what the Saints currently have been. That was kind of a scratch, head head scratch loss too, especially the way they lost. They lost by double digits. But when you look past that game, they have now won one, two, three, four consecutive games. And I'd venture to believe that they got a fifth consecutive win coming up here as they play those same Bengals who played tonight. I just, I don't know how many games the Bengals win that they have remaining on their schedule with a backup quarterback. But hey, 
they're they're figuring it out. They win ugly and they win late. They just find ways. Like yesterday, 31 points to get it done against Tennessee. I thought Tennessee looked like the better team throughout the day. Had them put away late. Didn't matter. Minshew went all the way down the field. Score late in overtime. Get him the victory. Play terrible against the Patriots. Only score 10 points. Still somehow win. Touchdown win against the Bucs. But they've had a very favorable schedule, and they've taken advantage of that. And that's the other issue with these Buffalo Bills, is that the Bills had the advantageous schedule early on, and they squandered it. A lot of these teams have, have their weaker parts of their schedule in this part of the season, and that's why it's going to be so hard for these Bills to get in. Because you look at the Indianapolis Colts and their schedule right now, after coming off of four consecutive wins, sitting at 7-5, and five, they also have that Bengals team that I mentioned, perhaps a Kenny Pickett-less Steelers team after that, a Falcons team, which is winnable, a Raiders game, which is winnable, and then that Texans game, which, you know, who knows what that comes down to. That could come down to a playoff seating as well in the final game, but you have to imagine the Indianapolis Colts are going to be right there at the end of this thing to be able to get in because not only do they have the record right now, but I think they have the favorable record, or excuse me, favorable um, schedule moving forward to be able to get in there. So they're a concern, and I never thought they would be. Cleveland Browns, they're also interesting because a lot of these teams, including the Colts, including the Steelers now, right? And obviously the Cleveland Browns, they are without their starting quarterbacks. And the Cleveland Browns are actually without their top two starting quarterbacks. Yesterday, in fact, they go with Joe Flacco. <laughs> it's unbelievable that Joe Bla Flacco is still playing quarterback in 2023. That is just incredible to me. And he actually didn't even play half bad. But they got rolled up on yesterday by the LA Rams, 36 to 19. Their schedule isn't all that favorable for them. They lose yesterday to the Rams. They got the Jaguars coming up. I would definitely lean Jaguars there, as I believe all of you would as well. They also have a Bears team that I think has been playing better as of late than they were in the beginning, although I don't know how many points uh, Chicago is going to be able to score in that one. That's what you have to be concerned about. Then they play Houston. I take Houston in that one. The Jets got to give it to Cleveland, and they end the year with the Bengals. So I guess it's not as unfavorable as I thought. A couple of tough ones in there, but either way, the Browns have been trending down a bit here, especially with their, their um, injuries at quarterback. Now let's go to the Houston Texans who are now out on the on the outside of the bubble looking in. Um, wow. They, they, they just have yet to fail to impress me. Even in their losses, the Houston Texans, as it's been as of late, are like one of the most impressive teams in football to watch. And even yesterday, a game where it just feels like they're going to end up losing this game. They find a way to win. I think they picked off Russell Wilson three or four times, including the final drive of the game for the Broncos. They get a late crucial fourth and two. They're on their, they're on the Houston Texans three, four yard line, and they pick off Russell Wilson. They're getting it done in a way you would not expect from a young team with a young coach with a rookie quarterback, and they're somehow doing it. They do lose their best offensive weapon. In Tank Dell yesterday, who goes down, looks like he might be done for the rest of the year. In fact, I think he is done for the rest of the year. Let me just verify that. I'm almost positive. Um, yep, season-ending surgery on broken fibula, which, which sucks because he was playing incredible football for them, really showcasing both his talent and bringing the most out of C.J. Stroud. People are arguing that might have been one of the greatest rookie tandems in the history of the game. 
and he gets injured on a fluke play on the goal line where he's lined up almost as a lineman. They get in the end zone, and he takes a hit. Unfortunate for such a great rookie to go down that way, but he's out. And that's a huge part of their offense. So moving forward, you wonder how much that affects um, the Houston Texans. But they have been playing extraordinary. If you look at their last, I'm, I'm trying to count here. When's the last time they played a game? I mean, even when they're losing, their last loss was to the Jaguars. It was by three. They also lost to the Panthers somehow when you look back on it, but that was only by two. Most of their wins have been close as well, although they have blown out some teams you might not expect them to blow out. They blew the hell out of Jacksonville back in early September. They blew the hell out of Pittsburgh in early October. But this is a team right now with a rookie quarterback, potentially the coach of the year, uh, just a really, really young team that no one had any expectations of sitting there at 7-5 and five with a schedule coming up that if they continue to play like they have been playing, they will continue to win. They got the Jets, the Titans, the Browns, the Titans again, and the Colts. And those are all teams that I think Houston has more than a fair shot at beating. Houston, another one of those teams that's going to be right there. And as we continue to talk about this, you see how imperative it is for the Buffalo Bills to just continue to win out. And even then, things are going to have to fall in the right direction. If they if they win out, they're more than likely all but in. All but in. I think something crazy would have to happen for them not to get in if they run the table. But as you can see, as we go through each one of these teams, what they've been, what they've been doing, what they currently are at, and what they have ahead of them, you're starting to really see how tough it would be, if if possible at all, for these Bills to get in with even one more slip-up. The way I see it, I don't know how that's possible especially with a loss this weekend. You lose this weekend, put a bow on it, it's all but done. Because then you can now move forward to the one other team in front of these Bills, and that's the Denver Broncos, who hold the head, uh, the straight-up tiebreaker with the Buffalo Bills. They fall to 6-6. Six and six. I think it was their first loss in their last four or five games. And I just talked about that game against the Houston Texans. They very well could have won that game. So that's what kind of happens within a lot of these teams moving on as well, is that they'll start to cannibalize each other a little bit. The Colts are going to have to play the Texans again. The Browns play the Texans. The Broncos have a game, I think, with one of these teams within here as well. So they'll start to beat up on each other a little bit. But that means that no matter who's losing, somebody also has to win. So there's a benefit for the Bills in that, you know, one or two of these teams steps down a peg. The disadvantage is that someone's got to win that game. They step up a peg. So, you know, the reality of the situation here is that I, I have a tough time even focusing on what everybody else is doing because I just don't think it really matters. The Bills are either going to win out and get in, or they're not, and they're going to be out. To me, it's about as black and white as it can be. Um, but we will look through it tonight, try to find different scenarios, rooting interest, because unfortunately, folks, that's just where we're at. That's where we're at. The fact that we have to sit here on December 1st and ho- 4th and hop into the, uh, the playoff simulator, it breaks my heart as much as it probably breaks yours, believe me. But it, it's just it's where we're at. And, you know, you're watching what everybody else is doing. It's really hard to have any sort of faith in relying on all these other teams to be able to implode to propel the Bills in with even one more mistake. So um, why don't we go ahead and take a look at the simulator as it stands right now? So the Buffalo Bills, where are we here? 
I think as it stands right now, the Buffalo Bills have a 14% chance to make it in, uh, which isn't great, as we know. Yes, here we are. So here we are in the old New York Times playoff simulator. 14% chance as it currently stands for these Buffalo Bills to make the playoffs. And I think going into the weekend, it was a little lower than that. Like I mentioned, I think we did get some help from a couple of those losses that I mentioned just a little bit ago. But as you can see, not a whole hell of a lot. So I'm sure you guys have all been on this before, but if you haven't, they lay out all the Bills games here. And then down here is where you pick all of the other games and it'll give you a a pretty accurate representation of what you can expect as far as their odds of getting in are. But but as you can see right here, I don't even have to scroll down in order to show you just how pivotal this game is against the Kansas City Chiefs. If the Bills win, that 14% chance goes up to 26. So you almost double your chance of making the playoffs by winning an arrowhead this weekend. We'll talk more about that game later on including what we saw to the Kansas City Chiefs last night, which it shocked the hell out of me, truly. I I understand losing these games, but the Chiefs, to me, have looked like the exact same team week in and week out, and it's starting to bite them a little bit. And it's funny. I think it's kind of similar to last year's Buffalo Bills team, except the Bills would always win. Remember, we've had this conversation a bunch where we would say, man, you know, the Bills, they aren't looking great at all, but they just would somehow win here. They'd win there, but it would never feel right. And then they got to the playoffs, 13 and three. And what do you know? It all, but it all just came to a head in the Cincy game and they got rolled. It's really starting to seem like the Chiefs are similar in that fashion, but they're losing games in the regular season. Already on their fourth loss and the way that they're losing. I know it seems tight last night. People would argue there was a missed interference uh, last week against Philly or two weeks ago against Philly with the dropped uh, touchdown at the end to be able to tie. I get all that, but hey, these are how many, how many would have, could have, should have the Bills have this year as well? We can't be doing that. They're losses. And I just think right now the Chiefs are vulnerable. Unfortunately, I think there might be a bit of an uh, advantage to losing and having that losing energy going into your home stadium which I don't particularly love, but all I do know is with that loss comes the obvious vulnerabilities that this team is showing. And it's not just in one game. They've been showing this almost routinely, but as you can see here, and let's try to see if I can make, can I make this bigger? Will this, this get any bigger? Okay. So as you can see here, 26% if the bills win 5% if they lose. So it's back to basically what I just said. You win, it's still not great, but you're continuing to build towards getting there. You lose, you might as well pack your bags and call it a season. So we're going to go through this with all the scenarios of winning, all the scenarios of losing. I'm going to keep the comment section handy here. As I want to be able to have you guys call me out if you see anything you want changed or different, because believe it or not, you know, one or two clicks on this thing for games can drastically change things at times. Um, So you guys let me know whatever you want to change. By the way, D-Rally coming in saying GTA 6 trailer dropped. I know I saw the leak, which, by the way, doesn't this always happen? They got to be so pissed. 
So Grand Theft Auto announces like last week, I mean, everybody's been waiting for this game. If you like video games or even if you just own a system, you're going to be getting the new Grand Theft Auto. And last week they announced that they're finally going to come out with a trailer for GTA 6. I mean, I've had GTA 5 since what? Middle school, right? So they announced finally the trailer and they got to be so excited, right? And then some asshole leaks the video. They're not supposed to, they're not supposed to release the trailer until tomorrow, right? Yeah. Tomorrow at nine, someone leaks it tonight. And I saw, I saw the leak and then I saw someone from the rockstar account say, well, shit, someone, someone leaked it. So here. We're just going to put the real one out for you to watch. So I guess before the end of the show tonight, if you stick around, I haven't been able to watch the full thing in high def yet. I watched the crappy leaked one. If you stick around later tonight, we'll watch that together and take a look at it. If you guys are interested, we'll do that before the show ends. For now, let's get down to business. And it's business I don't like, but as you know, 90% of life, doing shit you don't want to do. And I don't want to use the, uh, the playoff simulator, but we're going to have to. So. Let's go through first with the winning situation. So we're going to give the Bills a win. And, I, and frankly, I, I like the Bills against the Chiefs this week. I just do. The way things have been. But we all know that the Bills can be in, in a game all the way through, playing phenomenally, and lose. They got to get out of there with a win. None of, this, none of this other stuff matters. I mean, none of it. If you don't get it done this weekend. Absolutely has to happen. If that happens... Let's go down to week one. Let's go through each week here. You can do it based on just the Bills games up front, but I think it's more accurate if you go through and you tally them off one by one on each game. So here we are, week 14. Now, I guess when I gave the Jaguars the win over the Bengals, which I did for tonight, I forgot about that. So I give them the win tonight. That actually benefits the Bills a bit because the Bengals, despite having a backup quarterback, are only one place beneath the Bills in the current playoff structure. So a Jaguars win tonight and then a Bills win, that alone doubles the Bills' playoff chances that they're currently at, as you can see here. So they go from 14, or it was 14, whatever. Either way, we're at about a double. So here we go into week 14. And we'll just go based off of what I think is going to happen here. I, I don't see New England beating Pittsburgh. NFC doesn't matter, so who cares about any of this? Colts, Bengals. I have. I, I hate to do it, but we got to give the Colts the win there. I just feel like the Colts are the better team. Tough to get a win in that scenario with a backup. Jaguars at Browns. Our rooting interest here looks like Jacksonville, and that's good for us because I think Jacksonville wins that game. NFC don't care. Texans, Jets, Texans win that game. Ravens beat the Rams, Vikings, Niners, which how about San Francisco yesterday against the Philadelphia Eagles? And you want to know what we saw yesterday from the San Francisco 49ers in comparison to what the Bills displayed against the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles? And this is pretty crazy. To me, the Bills looked just as prolific on offense against the Eagles as the team with Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, the quarterback right now who happens to have the, the say what you want. He's got the best passer rating in the league. They looked awfully comparable. The difference was 
San Francisco's D never let off the gas pedal. They were up at half, and they kept their foot on the pedal. The Bills imploded on defense. And yes, there was a way more penalties being thrown in the game with the Bills than there was the, uh, the Niners game, that's for sure. But the Bills damn near scored as many points as the, as the 49ers did in that game. But the 49ers ended up getting out of there with a, what, 23-point win? The Bills end up losing it. That game came down to showing you what complete football is like. That's why when the Niners are healthy, when the Niners are playing at their best, I think they are barring on the best team in football. And they showed you that last night. I mean, they beat the living hell out of the Eagles. And of course, I get that. I mean, the Niners D is definitely it is significantly better than the Bills, especially with the Bills being as banged up as it is right now. But you all watch that game. The Bills D was balling out for the first half. You can't tell me it was supposed to be that bad in the second half. I'm not expecting them to be able to hold Philly to 19 the whole game and play as well as San Fran did the whole game yesterday. But you saw that the points were going to be able to be had. Can the D just hold on? The Bills defense couldn't hold on. They, they slipped, fell, and absolutely crashed and burned. And the 49ers defense, despite being better, they just never let up. The Bills didn't have to play as well as they did on D the first quarter and a half. They didn't have to play that well to win the game. They just had to play decent ball. And they and we all know that they did not do that. But I think you saw yesterday your, your clear-cut Super Bowl favorite. I'm not entirely sure how close it is right now. <clears throat> all right, so we'll go. All right, Chargers-Broncos here. So we got a, we got a three-point differential in the percentages between the Broncos and the Chargers here. This is a, this is a tough one. We'll come back to this one, but I'm going to give this one to Denver. I just do not trust the Chargers at all. Eagles, Cowboys. I think I think Dallas wins at home. Kind of want them to, by the way. The Bills will play them the following week on the road. Interesting one. Dolphins, Titans. Give that to the Dolphins. Packers, Giants. Doesn't matter. Okay, so if it goes the way that... And this essentially, as you look at this, I'd venture to say that if we look at this outcome here... Not all of this is going to happen, obviously, but this is pretty much each favorite winning, I would imagine, except for the Bills. We'll talk more about that later on. Bills are a three-point underdog, I believe. We'll take a look at BetUS later on and see where they currently are at, and we'll see how Vegas is taking a peek at what that game is. But um, the Bills would improve from 14% to 21% with a win over the Chiefs this coming weekend, and then these variety of scenarios occurring as well. We'll move into week 15. We'll give the Chargers a win here over the Raiders. We'll give a Vikings win over the Bengals. We will do, yeah, see, now this is where these get, these are where the differences come from. Who, who said I had the Panthers winning, by the way? Yeah. NFC doesn't matter, but I can't, I can't allow myself to put that down there. Although, why did that change it? You see that? Why does that, does that really matter that much as far as strength of schedule? Damn. All right. So the Bills uh, stop me in my tracks. Whoever called me on that Panthers game, because thank you. That actually is a decent swing for some reason. Okay. Maybe I need to pay more attention to these NFC games that I'm giving credit to because I, I know it factors into the, to some of the tiebreakers, but I didn't know it factored in that much. Jeez. Okay. Paying a bit more attention to the NFC games now. 
Um, see, this is where these ones get tight because obviously we're going to be rooting for the Bears here against the Browns. I don't know. This one, to me, could go either way. But I'm just going to go based on my gut. So I'm just going to go Browns over the Bears, Lions over the Broncos, which is big. We need that one. We have seen lately, though, the Lions are susceptible to letting teams hang around or playing bad ball. So we really need the Lions for that Broncos game as it as it stands right now. Uh, Colts, Steelers. Mm. Advantage Colts, in my opinion. Falcons beat the Panthers. Packers beat the Bucks. Texans beat the Titans. Dolphins beat the Jets. Saints beat the Giants. Rams beat the Commanders. Niners beat the Cardinals. Okay, so here we sit. We'll select all these other games as well. We got the Eagles beating the Seahawks, the Ravens beating the Jags, Chiefs beating the Patriots. If all of that occurs, the Bills will go from a 17% playoff, um, likely to get into the playoffs. Beating the Cowboys propels them up to 30%. So we're, we're two weeks into this. With the right situations occurring, the Bills just about double their chances of getting in to the playoffs. Those are the two games, by the way. I mean, these next two weeks, that this is it. If you can clear KC and Dallas, it, you know, then it then it really starts getting unfortunately interesting. We're we're gonna really be bought in, and by we I mean me. I can't speak for you guys, but I know how I'll be. The Bills go into Arrowhead and win. They beat Buff. They beat Dallas at home in Buffalo. We're back. And when I say we're back, I mean, we're back to believing this is going to happen with it still, as you can see, in unfavorable. I mean, you still have a 70, even with this happening, right? Bills beating the Chiefs, Bills beating the Eagles and all these other scenarios happening that I have currently laid out. It's still 70% likely the Bills missed the playoffs. So I'm just, my heart's not ready to be broken again, but I'm going to need to prepare it. Okay. Moving on to week 16, Rams over the Saints. Steelers over the Bengals. Bills beating the Chargers. Now, I, I should say, we're pretty much doing the Bills went out scenario here, and then we're going to go through and tweak some things and see what happens. Um, mm, Colts, Falcons. This is an interesting one. Let's go Falcons here. Falcons are sneaky to me. And we would want them to win that game regardless. I like the Falcons there. Let's go Falcons. They're both going to be playing for something. I think the Falcons still have a, I think they have a, still have a good chance of the division, if I'm not mistaken. Seahawks over the Titans. Lions over the Vikings. We'll go Commanders over the Jets. Packers over the Panthers. I can't believe Green Bay. Jordan Love went from someone who looked like he couldn't belong on he didn't belong on a football team to man, I, I, he's playing unbelievable the last couple of weeks. Texans over the Browns, right? Yeah, I like that. Jags win here over the Bucks. Cardinals beat the Bears. Now here's where it gets interesting to me, and I've noticed that a lot of things change here. Cowboys, Dolphins. I think the Bills beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys beat the Dolphins the following week. And that's what I'm going to go with. Like I said, I'm going with my gut here for these. 
Broncos win here. Chiefs win against the Raiders. Eagles beat the Giants. Ooh, wow. I didn't realize this is the Sunday nighter on uh on week 16. Ravens Niners, a potential Super Bowl matchup. That's killer. San Fran. But I think we get a good read of what both those teams are in that game. Because in my opinion, Ravens probably playing the best ball in the AFC right now. 49ers probably playing the best ball in the league right now. Keep your eye out for that one. Week 16, that's going to be a beauty. All right, here we go. Week 17, second to last week. And we're that much closer to finding out the Bills' fate. Jets-Browns. Let's go Cleveland over to the Jets. Let's go Cowboys over the Lions. And this would be, wouldn't this be hilarious, by the way, if the Bills do all this stuff? Lose this and then beat the Dolphins. You can't lose to New England twice. I, I forgot what I said last week, two weeks ago. Didn't I say I would burn something if uh, I'd burn one piece of memorabilia in my room right now if the, if the Patriots beat the Dolphins again or the Patriots beat the Bills again? I just can't see it. Let's go Falcons here. Let's go Colts over the Raiders. Let's go Rams over the Giants. Eagles over the Cardinals. Saints over the Bucks. Niners over the Commanders. Jags over the Panthers. See, this is where it gets in. This is what happened. Now I'm remembering. So if we go back to week 16, as you can see here, the Dolphins have had a cupcake schedule as of late, as you've noticed, as you've noticed, but I've given them their flowers. Easy or not, they've won their games. But this is where the kryptonite starts to be, you know, facing the, the, the Dolphins dead on. They have two really tough games down their sights in, in 16 and 17 with the Bills in 18. And I think this is where a scenario plays out where the Bills end up actually winning the division, which is insane. But don't think that that's not possible. It's very unlikely. But if, the, if this happens, it's not just the Bills getting into the playoffs. Because the way I see it, if you had to make me bet money, I'm making a bet that the Cowboys beat the Dolphins. And then if you had to make me bet in Week 17, Ravens, Dolphins, Ravens at home, that's Baltimore all day. Texans over the Titans. Seahawks, Steelers. Ooh, wow. Look at how much it changes here. That's an interesting one. We'll leave this as one that we'll go back to. But my gut, for some reason, is telling me 12th man at home. I'm going Seattle there, and I don't love it. Chargers, Broncos. Look how much it changes there, too. See, this is where it starts to get juicy in some of these AFC games. We'll go back and take a look at these. But mm, I like the Broncos there. Like I said, I just don't trust. I just don't trust the Chargers. However, however, do the Broncos sweep the Chargers? I think I have the Broncos beating the Chargers a couple weeks earlier. I want to give a split there. Did I? I think I did that. If I'm not mistaken. Let me take a look at their schedule real quick. I'm almost positive that I did that. I like I like a split there. Yep. Yep, they do play each other twice in the next four weeks. Let's go with a split there. That makes more sense to me. Because I like Denver and what they're what they've been doing, but I think they split. Okay. Chiefs beat the Bengals. And this Vikings Packers stuff could get interesting too in their division as well, the way uh, Green Bay has been playing. Let's go Green Bay. 
Okay, so here we are. If all of this stuff happens the way it's gone so far heading into the final week, the Bills sit at 62%. And this would be an insane week. Now look over to the right side of your screen. If this happens, I'm going to be losing my absolute effing mind. Look right here. Going into week 18, the Dolphins, 11 and 5. The Buffalo Bills, 10 and 6. You know what that means, folks. It's for the division. Because they have the same divisional record. And the tie would go to Buffalo. Oh! Oh, if it happens, I'm going to be losing my mind. Uh, I hope it happens. Okay. Browns beat the Bengals. Lions beat the Vikings. Packers beat the Bears. Jags beat the Titans. Texans beat the Colts. Broncos beat the Raiders. I'll pick all the other games before I pick the Bills. Dave, believe me, I'm killing myself. I'm killing myself. Dave says I'm killing him. This is killing me. I promise you it is. We're going to go through and amend this a little bit to make it maybe a little bit more realistic. Believe me. Okay. Patriots over the Jets. Let's give the Jets a win. God bless them. Jets over the Patriots. Falcons over the Saints. Eagles over the Giants. Seahawks over the Cardinals. Chiefs over the Chargers. 49ers over the Rams. Cowboys over the Commanders. The Bucks over the Panthers, Ravens over the Steelers. Okay. Bills win. They're in. And as you can see here, the Bills go from out of the playoffs to AFC East Divisional Champions. Now, I got to be honest. I don't think anything else I clicked for the most part really made that much of a difference other than this. If the Bills win out, and the Dolphins lose to the Cowboys and the Ravens. Week 8. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. 18, all but will be for the division. That's 
what I'm taking away from this. I'm not sure how much any of these other games really make a difference. So that's insane. But if the Bills lose that game, so if they lose, if they win all those games going into it and come into this game, they're out. That's how crazy it could be. This game's a playoff game. This game is a week 18 wildcard junior. If, if all this stuff happens, right? Bills come into this game, they win. Not only do they go from being out of the playoffs, they go to one of the top four seats. However, if they lose, they're out completely. So let's keep the Bills win at the Dolphins there, but let's go back through here and try to make some tweaks just to see how much different things will be from one game to the next. So if the Chiefs beat the Bills this week and everything else happens, as you can see, same scenario. So all of this other stuff can happen. And if the Bills just lose this weekend, there you go. So in turn, disregard anything I just did. And if the Bills lose to KC this weekend, the fun part about this, and it is not fun as it, as it really is. It is also kind of fun, if that makes sense. The fun part about this is you're pretty much getting five additional weeks of playoff football. And it's not fun for my for the cardiac surgeon that's eventually going to have to um, g- give me a, a, some sort of pacemaker or whatever the hell to keep me alive. It's not fun for that guy or for me. But it's it's kind of it's kind of fun at the same time, because as we talked about last week, aren't we just addicted to this? We're just addicted to the thrill. And the eventual heartbreak or else if we weren't, we couldn't keep coming back and back. There's something about it. We just, we can't, we can't get away from. And this is what we're looking at. It's five straight weeks of playoff football. And if they get in, we're talking like 10 straight weeks of playoff football. I hate it, but sign me up because I got no other choice. So you lose to the chiefs. Good night. We're on the smoke break here. Maybe we'll, uh, I don't know. We'll play virtual monopoly or some shit, whatever you guys want to do. We'll have some fun on here. I don't care. I'll leave it. I'll leave it up to the audience. Because I'm going to need to do something to to get my mind off of it. We'll figure it out. We'll move to week 15. So say the Bills get out of, out of Arrowhead alive. Victory 7-6. and six. They take that into Buffalo against Dallas. Now, if I remember correctly, this gives them still a slight chance. Oh. <sighs> yeah, you know, I I don't think they can lose another game. Like I told you earlier, I, I I've yet to do one of these where they lose one and they and they make it in. If you got that scenario, could you please let me know in the comments what the hell that actually is? Because there seems to be this narrative going around on Twitter. I see a lot where it's like, "Hey, four and one gets it done," and I keep trying to like do pretend coding online like I'm some sort of IT whiz to get to that scenario, and I can't find it. So let's just keep trying. Bills win there against the Cowboys. What about a Chargers loss? So they're out in the Chargers loss. I mean, I, I don't venture to imagine any of these other ones matter. I don't know why it would make a difference. No, that doesn't make a difference. And we already know what happens here. So essentially what you're seeing here you got to win out. Has anyone come up with the circumstance with the one loss where they get in? Okay. Dylan's got something about as close to something that I've seen. So 
Pittsburgh and Cleveland lose three more each, and Houston and Indy lose two each. Okay, I'm going to leave that up on the screen and see. Okay, so Pitt and Cleveland lose three each. So, so you're essentially telling me that like the Steelers are going to have to beat the Patriots. See, I just how is that even going to happen? Let's find let's find another scenario. I already got the Colts beating the Steelers here, so that's one. Um. I think I already have them losing here, too. Or do I not? Oh, here we go. Okay, Bengals beat the Steelers there. That's one more. And then we got to find one more Steelers. See, but this, this is the problem here. I mean, if I got to go through basically with a magnifying glass to find the losses, we're screwed. Right? I mean, the fact that I'm even doing this right now, we're screwed. They got to win out. You know what's going to suck the worst? You know what's just going to suck the absolute most? Because this is, if you had to ask me, like, predict what's going to happen, if you predict it right, we'll give you a million bucks. And I had to give you my, my most accurate prediction. Here's what I think happens. I think with these five games remaining, I think they go four and one. And I think they miss the playoffs by one game. And we will forever look back at the at the the Patriots loss, the twelve men on the field loss, the Jets loss week one, the the Eagles loss in overtime. Right, we will go back, and the shittiest thing of all to me is I just, I don't think I've ever seen the AFC this wide open since Josh Allen's been here. I mean, it is wide open. Yes, I think Baltimore's playing the best football, but I've also watched them blow some games this year, man. I really have. I don't trust Kansas City right now. Jacksonville hasn't done it before, right? They still got to prove it. They're young. We don't know if they're capable. And the rest of these playoff teams, I mean, how much faith do you really have? It's wide open. And we're going to look back, and I just think that's where it's at to me. Because do you know how hard it is to do what they got to do coming up? And I genuinely believe that they can do the 4-1. and one. And it's incredible that the margin of error was this close and all it had to be was was one of those aforementioned games that just to this day seem impossible that they didn't go our way, right? But as Hill Slayer is saying, I'm being too real. Sell us the dream. I'm trying my best to sell it. And here's the, here's the sales pitch. Here's the sales pitch, folks. And that's this. If the Bills win, there's five columns. If all five of those columns don't highlight the bills, they're aft. Here's another scenario that pans out. Okay. 
They go on one of the greatest runs of all time. There's only two choices. Lose, and who cares? It's, it's over. Win and you get in. And let me tell you the benefit about the, the, the pipe dream I'm trying to sell you here. The, the benefit of, of this is if you do this, if you win five straight here, you go into the playoffs with way more of an edge to you than anybody else has. I think there's something to be said about these teams that have to constantly fight to be in the playoffs. Once they get to the playoffs, I think that they have an edge. You know, it's just last year, for example, like a Miami, like the Miami Heat, for example, right? They're in the, they're in the play-in tournament just to get into the playoffs. And they go all the way to the NBA Finals. Or the Florida Panthers, who had to play like two months worth of playoff hockey to make the playoffs. They knock out the Boston Bruins in round one. The Bruins lost like nine games total all last year. Not only did they do that, they went all the way to the cup. Now, granted, both those teams lost. But they went on a hell of a run, and I think there's something to be said about the reason they did it. And the reason that they did it is because they just had they had more grit and more of an edge. They'd been playing playoff ball and hockey for months. So you get in. I like it. But damn, you're going to need to get in. So how about this? How about this is what I'll sell you. The Bills' odds of making the playoffs, what was it? What did it, what did it have it at before we started here? 15% chance. Not good. Why don't we look at it like this? The playoffs start this week. The Bills are in the playoffs of this week. This is the playoffs. The scenario every year the Bills get into the playoffs, right? We go into the playoffs, and what do we think? What do we know? You win, you move on. You lose, you're done. And we're going to be just as disappointed with a loss no matter where it comes, whether it comes next week or whether it comes in the AFC Championship. The feeling's going to be the same, right? So all the only thing that's different almost right now is that if the Bills lose, they just have more meaningless football to play. Whereas if they lost in the playoffs, you just don't get to see them again at all until next year. It's the same thing. The playoffs start this week. That's, that's the end of it. The playoffs start this week. They win, they move on to the next round. They lose, it's done. It's no different uh, the first week of December than it's going to be the first week of February. It's the same exact shit. So folks... The, the playoffs start this week. The 2023 NFL playoffs start this week. And that just so happens to be against the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's talk about that game because I'm very, very excited about that game. And I probably shouldn't be, but I'm more excited than I think I would have been in the past because I do think the way that it has been mapped out lately, the Bills are playing some of their best ball of the season, of course, right? The Chiefs might be playing some of their worst. And the Bills are coming off of a bye week. And as I mentioned to you at the top of the show, the Buffalo Bills are coming in off the bye, a spot where they're 6-0 and all time under Coach Sean McDermott, believe it or not. Now, of course, it has to be in Arrowhead. 
Have the Bills ever played the Chiefs in Buffalo? I think they did that one year, but wasn't it the COVID year? I think the Bills played the Chiefs in Buffalo, and it was the COVID year. I mean, it just was like every damn game these Chiefs play are, uh, is at home, except for last night. I think it was the first time Mahomes played in Lambeau. Loss. So I'm pulling up the, uh, the odds here based on what is being viewed. And that's going to give me a perfect time to mention the newest sponsor of the Smoke Break Baby. I'm sure you've heard of them before. We all have one of the best gambling companies in the nation. BetUS, one of the best sports books around. They are sponsoring the Smoke Break, and I'm so excited to be partnered up with them because BetUS offers an incredible amount of features for all of us to take advantage of, including myself. I know I definitely have done so in the past. Encourage you to do so as well if you enjoy throwing a little coin on the games, even like tonight, where it might not be the greatest game in the world, but if you have a couple of bucks on Jags and Bengals, it's it's makes it all that much more fun. But they got a little bit of everything from live betting to parlays to everything in between prop bets as well. All of the different major sports, of course, and some incredible promotions and bonuses as well, including the promo that I have in my description of this video right here, 125% sign up bonus if you use the link in my description, which goes a long way. So that's there for you in the comment, or excuse me, in the description of this video. And we'll go ahead and take a look at BetUS right now and see what they're showing us in regard to the Bills Chiefs game this coming week. And as you know, I love talking about the sport, the point spreads when it comes to these games, because I think it gives you a good outlook at what you can expect. And this is what the line currently is based on the odds over at my friends with the BetUS. The Bills are three-point underdogs in Arrowhead this coming Sunday. Chiefs, three-point favorites, obviously. If you look at this, the plus three with the Bills is the favorite bet. They're at minus 120. The minus three with the Chiefs is even. And then if you get the money line, plus 120 Bills, minus 140 Bills. What this is telling you, this is about as even as it gets. We all know for the most part, three points is fluctuated based on home field uh, advantage. Usually every team gets three points baked into their spread on home field advantage. And what you're being told right now for the most part based on the market here is that this is about as coin flip of a game as it could ever be in Arrowhead. This is about as low of a margin as the Chiefs could possibly be favored at home. So as it stands right now, the Bills are plus three, and that's currently where the money seemingly is. And I think at the very least, Bills win or lose, I just see that number being close. I see the Bills being close. The over-under, by the way, 47 and a half, which that number seems pretty accurate as well. It seems like this game could be in the mid to high 20s real closely. And you know as well as I that this game is going to come down to the wire. So if you want to get a little action in on that, by the way, Bills plus three right now over at BetUS. Before we move on to talking a bit more about that game, just a quick one more uh, word from those friends over at BetUS. BetUS, America's favorite sports book, where you can bet on everything, anytime. Sportsbook, casino, horse racing, live betting, and more. We have the best bonuses in the industry. That's right, get a 125% sign-up bonus. And to celebrate our 30-year anniversary, we are giving up to 30 risk-free bets, a truck, Super Bowl tickets, and more. 
Don't miss out. Play smart. Join now. BetUS, where the game begins. They got it going on over there. They're doing a lot of cool stuff, including uh, the sign-up bonus, which is currently in the description below, like I mentioned. So go ahead and take advantage of that in the description below. So Bills Chiefs, this coming week, as you saw, Bills three-point underdogs in Kansas City. Let's talk about what we saw last night. Speaking of betting lines, last night, Kansas City Chiefs were six-point favorites on the road in Lambeau. And I believe that was... Patrick Mahomes' first ever game in Lambeau Field. And once again, another Chiefs game where they don't crack 20 points. And this has been a concern for these Kansas City Chiefs all year long. The offense, several times this year, has not been able to put up enough points to get the job done. This defense, for the most part this year, has been extraordinary. Although I will say last night, give credit to Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love. Jordan Love, to begin the year, it was shaky. They looked bad. He could not be trusted out on that field, it seemed. He was a tough watch. And it just felt like every big moment they had, he could not deliver in. But last night, that's about as big a moment as that young kid's had in his life. And they balled out 27 points against that defense. And they never really let up. They went right down the field, scored on the opening possession. They took a 14 to six lead at half. And I don't believe the Chiefs had the lead once that entire game. That is hard to do, especially when you have as young of a team as the Green Bay Packers do. And all of a sudden you blink. And after dominating the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving, these Packers are all of a sudden in the playoff picture. No one saw that coming. But the bigger story here is the Kansas City Chiefs. And if I go through right now and take a look, the Chiefs have scored 20 points or less in one, two, three, four, five games. So nearly half of the Chiefs games this year are 20 points or less. And a couple of those games, by the way, they scored 21. So it's this Chiefs offense that has not been up to the standard in which we are used to seeing from this Chiefs offense. However, it's the defense that has really been keeping them afloat, keeping them towards the top. It's the reason they wound up getting out of there with the victory against the Dolphins in London, despite only, or was that in Germany, I believe, Germany. Get that win in Germany over the Dolphins, despite not scoring a single second half point. They won that one 21 to 14. Uh, you know, other games as well, they get out alive, only scoring 17 against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but they only allowed nine. They get out of there alive. Um, but then you look at these other games, for instance, like the, you know, the Broncos game where they lose 24 to nine and they don't score a single touchdown. They didn't score a single point in the second half against the Philadelphia Eagles last night. They don't crack 20 against this, this Packers team where. It just feels like Green Bay throughout this season has had a tough time closing games out, maybe not as of late because they have been surging. But you still have to believe that you have more faith in a Patrick Mahomes-led team than you do a Jordan Love team in his first full year as a starter. Um, and to be able to not even crack 20 in that game, and people will say it comes down to the missed pass interference at the end. Okay, I get that. And should it have been called? You better believe it. But we've talked about that throughout the year. The officiating has been absolutely horrid, but it's it breaks both ways. 
At least it should. Sometimes it doesn't. You hope it does. But we also have talked about the fact that if it comes down to the officiating losing you the game, then you have to look at the other areas that were squandered because it can't just simply be one play. And I know last night, the drive before that, the drive before the missed pass interference for the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes threw a pick on the second to last drive. And then guess what? I haven't heard a damn soul all day long today rip on Patrick Mahomes for doing that. I'll tell you this. I heard more than enough people last week rip on Josh Allen for having the game of the year at the quarterback position because of the pick he threw in the third quarter. Now, I've shared with you before that I'm much more willing to be leaning on Mahomes because you have to be with the track record. It's very tough to dog on a guy who's had the success that he's had, and, I, and I've had my struggles doing that. But there's also moments where you have to be real, and I think last night is a moment where I look at that team with, a, with the ability to be in a position to go down and take the lead because at that time, I believe it was 24-19, not 27-19. Mahomes throws a pick. And that's the second to last drive of the game for them. So this team has been susceptible to, to uh, making crucial mistakes. And of course, many of them not on the shoulders of Patrick Mahomes. We all know about the dropped touchdown against the Philadelphia Eagles, the amount of drop balls week one against the Detroit Lions that could have helped them win that game. Obviously, last night there were errors abound throughout that game, including the interception from Patrick Mahomes, but potentially the missed um pass interference as well but early in that game the biggest indicator above anything to me is that the Chiefs got down into the red zone the first couple of drives of theirs and they settled for field goals and the difference was a Jordan Love led offense for the Green Bay Packers punched it in twice both those teams got down near the the end zone two different times in the first half and the Packers came away with 14 points the Chiefs came away with six and this game ended up being an eight-point difference, and you got to think that if at any time one of those two possessions on either side went a different way, this could have ended up being a different ball game at the end. But even in a game like last week where the Chiefs rolled 31-17, to they fell down in that game early 14 to nothing. What I'm getting at is this isn't the same type of feel I have typically when playing the Chiefs where I just feel like the Bills are, you know, they could win, but I'm, I don't like their odds. Oddly enough, I like the spot the Bills are in this week. Now, do I think I'd like it a bit more have had the Chiefs come out on top last night narrowly and aren't coming off of a loss? I think I would. I got to look this up. Not entirely sure. I'm not sure. Has, has Patrick Mahomes ever lost? Have they ever lost two straight? Or did it happen this year? Mahomes is 13-3 and three in his career after a loss. Okay, so they have... Casey has lost just two consecutive games three times since Mahomes took over. Okay. And one of them was in 2018. One of them was in 2019. One of them was in 2021. Okay. So what you're getting here is that the Chiefs only lose like a back-to-back game once a year. And if I'm looking closely here, I don't think they've done that yet this year. Am I correct? 
I am correct. The Chiefs still have yet to lose back-to-back games this year. But it looks like they've done it just about every year since Mahomes has been the quarterback outside of 2020. Bills are coming off a bye. I like that for them. Now, is it is it ideal for them to be hanging on to that type of loss they had in Philly throughout those two weeks? Well, it depends on how you look at it. Could they be wallowing in their sorrows from that loss? I mean, I guess they could be, but I hopefully the mindset in the building can't it isn't that. Because if it is, well, it's a loser's mentality. They need to be able to put these things in the rear view because as we just talked about for however long, this is playoff football for the next X amount of weeks. You can't be focusing about what just happened. Nothing else matters but what's ahead. And what we have coming up ahead is a team that, you know, they only put up 17 against that Philadelphia Eagles team. We watched in consecutive weeks, the Buffalo Bills put up 37 and the San Francisco 49ers put up 42. And I know that you can rarely ever put a lot of stake in how one team plays one team from another, i.e. how the hell the Bills played the Patriots compared to how every other team's played in this year makes absolutely no sense. Right. But we've seen a very consistent outcome from these Kansas City Chiefs throughout the year to where I do think that there is some sort of trend to be able to be relied on. I don't anticipate the Kansas City Chiefs lighting the scoreboard up against the Buffalo Bills. The question is, can the Bills continue the success that they've had with this with this new run they, they're, they're enduring on offense? Ever since Ken Dor- Dorsey's departure. Ever since Joe Brady has has stepped in two consecutive weeks of 30 plus points with probably the best offense that this is, you know, that they've had all year, maybe outside of that early week two to week four stint. Certainly the best offense they've had in months. I think if that offense can put together what they've done the last couple of weeks, I like the Bills in this game. The defense just has to hold serve, and they've done that. I don't want to bail on the defense just because they imploded in the second half of that of that Eagles game. Because they have not done that for the most part this season. They have been pretty damn good when we're talking about the circumstances. With all the injuries that this defense has incurred, they have been pretty damn solid. We all know how the late game situations have gone, and I don't know how much of that is entirely on the personnel that's out there. We've all seen the graphics now of the amount of times that they just go with this prevent type personnel for no reason and end up losing games. I don't care who's out there on defense. That's 90% of the time going to lose your football game. The personnel itself though, of this defense has done pretty damn well this season in regard to the circumstances. So the bills can go in this game and score just South of 30 or around 30. I think this is a bills game that, that goes in their direction. The bills have scored 30 points consecutively right? Last two weeks. And if we go back and look here, one, two, three, four, the bill, the, the chiefs, they're only their last 30 point performance was against the, the Raiders last week. But prior to that, they had had a tough time scoring points against decent defenses. Their last 30 point performance before that was against the LA chargers. But let's remember who the Bills' 30 points came against. I understand the secondary for uh, for Philadelphia is not great at all. We saw that again yesterday. It's just not good. It's actually one of the league's worst. But that front that front line is certainly far from bad, and the Bills were able to do basically what they wanted all day long, including that last possession in regulation where they went down and scored. They ran the ball down their throat. 
And then the week before that against the great New York Jets team, that's where these 30 points had come from. Um, so the Bills are capable of doing the same against the good Kansas City Chiefs defense. It's the offense of the Chiefs that you got to keep an eye on. Is the Bills going to be able to hold them to what they've been held to as of late? I think if they do, it's going to be a real interesting football game, and I like the Bills' chances in this one. But it's got to be a lot of the same as of late, not turning the ball over. It almost feels like you got to be good with one these days, the way things are going. But the thing that needs to be remembered as well, the Chiefs turn the ball over as well. They certainly do. Mahomes is up there with Allen right now with interceptions. It's not like it's all that different. Frankly, I don't know how different it is at all. Let me take a look. I haven't looked in a while. Last I checked, they were right on par. Patrick Mahomes has 10 interceptions. And Josh Allen has 13. So, yeah, a handful more for, for Allen. But it's not like Mahomes is playing the cleanest football of his career. And he had another crucial interception last night. So they're susceptible to turning the ball over as well. Um, but we all know how these games go. It's almost like you have to throw out whatever's happened beforehand. This is the Bills and the Chiefs, a rivalry that has been it's been great, but certainly beneficial to the Chiefs. This is a moment in this rivalry that has to go the Bills' way. It'll be remembered, uh, you know, if, you, if the Bills end up making it, this game will be remembered as one of those pivotal moments of this, of this um, rivalry because not only will it propel the Bills to continue to have a chance to make the playoffs, but this will knock the Chiefs to 8-5. and five. And that's when things get really interesting because the Chiefs at 8-5 and five are in jeopardy of losing one of their top playoff spots. Because if they fall to 8-5 and five, and the Denver Broncos win this coming weekend, they're at 7-6 and six and think, all of a sudden things get interesting in the West and you never thought they would. So big game for the Chiefs as well. And if they want any prayer of being able to continue to go after the one seed, this is just as big a game for them as it almost is for the Bills. Because you continuously are watching Miami get it done against weaker teams. You're also watching maybe Baltimore play the best football in the AFC right now. And then Jacksonville's got a very favorable schedule, and they should improve to 9-3 and three tonight. They're up 7 nothing right now over Cincinnati. The chances of, of uh, Patrick Mahomes having to play his first ever road playoff game are starting to loom large. Huge game this week for KC. Now, not nearly as big a stakes as it is for the Bills, but maybe in Kansas City, they'd argue that they are because Mahomes has never played a playoff game outside of Kansas City, and that's looking likely right now if they lose this game this coming weekend. So as much as I want to say that, you know, the way the Chiefs have been playing, it factors in, I think it does, but you almost do have to reset the scale here because of the way that these two teams play against each other. But you can't not factor in what's been going on with these two teams as of late. And I got to tell you, even though the Bills are on the outside looking in, I've liked the way the Bills have looked lately a bit more than I have with the Chiefs, as crazy that is, uh, as that is to say. But either way, no matter what, I do anticipate this game, once again, just being one of those games that comes down to the fourth quarter. I don't see a blowout here. The, the, the Chiefs don't blow anybody out, really. They blew out the Bears earlier in the season, um, and... Other than that, their highest point differential, two 14-point wins within their division against two teams that they own, right? The Raiders and the Chargers. But when they're playing decent teams, these games are always tight. 
And that's kind of always been the mantra of Patrick Mahomes, but he does wind up winning those games. That's the thing. I mean, it's not like they end up losing them. They're just tight, but they get the job done. Um, but uh, it's incredible that it comes down to this type of game, right? Where the season's on the line, and of course the Chiefs have to be there and within the mix of it. It's just a huge game. But right now, I just think the Bills offense is playing at a higher level. Don't know how much I trust Kansas City's offense, which is crazy to say. I don't know how much I trust them being able to outscore the Bills if the Bills are able to put together what they've done the last couple of weeks. Because if the Bills can crack 30 for a third consecutive game, I don't know if the Chiefs can do the same. But either way, we've seen the last couple of losses that the Chiefs have had, or even the last couple of wins outside of the Raiders game. Um, it's all coming down to late, to the late game. So what you're also going to see here is another chance for Sean McDermott to prove if he can, if he can overcome these late game woes that he's consistently had. I think he's going to have another opportunity to showcase that this weekend. What's it going to be, Shawnee Mick? Because I guarantee you there's going to be some sort of crucial moment in this game and it's going to be up to him. I'm very, very excited, though. And I can't wait either way to talk about it with you next week. I'm nervous. This is, at least, like I keep saying, this is uh, at least the fun part about this is that these games always matter, but, I mean, this, this matters a lot. Big time. Jeffy King coming in with the super chat, by the way. Wrong, wrong button. And Jeff King says, Every failure, every adversity, every heartache carries the seed of an equal or greater benefit. Napoleon Hill. How about that? The Kinger with a little bit of words of inspiration. Before we wrap up the show tonight, always good to hear from you, Jeff. I absolutely love it. Um, I mean, that's long and short of it, folks. Here we sit. Six and six. Playoff races as tight as ever. And we just went through it. Unless, you know, a meteor hits the stadium of like four of these AFC teams that are in the, the, the running with the Bills. It's win out or you're screwed. And that starts this week against the reigning champs, the team that's always been a, th a thorn in our ass team. The bills have trying to been trying to be competing with and overpass for a long time. Now here it comes. And as CJ uh, see hello is saying right here, and we've said it throughout the show, McDermott six and zero out of a bye. here it is. This goes a long way for a lot of people in this organization. If you win this game, including Shawnee, it's not a great look if in the one of the worst seasons of your coaching career, you also have your only loss out of the bye week. You know what I'm you know what I mean? Now, as we heard from Tim Graham, it's not very likely McDermott gets fired. We've talked about that on here that I we've we've said it was up in the air, at least in my opinion, it was. I thought the worse things went down the stretch here, the more likely it was. Well, we've also talked about the factors at hand as to why it might not happen. But at the same time, right now, we'll talk about that when it's when it's necessary. And I know it's it's been somewhat necessary as of late based on the outcome of things. But 
The ship can be written. I mean, the, the tide can turn both two different ways here. I, I respect Tim Graham. I like, I like a lot of, I mean, he's been one of the best of the best in the, in the business for the Bills for a very long time. And I have no reason to believe that what he's talking about when it comes to McDermott's job being saved, I have no reason to believe that that's inaccurate at all. But, you know, what's coming down the pipeline could change things one way or the other that are unforeseen as of right now. You know, if the Bills get stomped the next five weeks, maybe what's known today is completely different five weeks from now. But, you know, if things go another direction and the Bills make it, all of that's going to make sense. And if it's somewhere in between, I think we all know that it was more than likely that they're going to steer towards keeping them than they were getting rid of them, depending on, you know, the outcome. But it just always seemed like if it was more mediocre, there would be less, there'd be less urgency to make a move. And they already had made a move. And maybe that's one of the reasons why they did it. We get rid of Ken, uh, we get rid of Ken Dorsey to save Sean McDermott. I think that that might've been, there might've been some part of that there. But at the end of the day, these are, these are topics of conversation that we have in the off season when this is all long gone when this is dead and it's not dead yet. I mean, we are, we are like in, you remember in the old COD games where you're down to your last life. Or you're down to you're like you get shot and you're in that prone position. You're playing zombies and they got to come and revive you. They got five weeks. That revive meter, it's really you know it's slowly filling up. They got five weeks to fill it up. Prayers are up, man. They really freaking are. The very least, here's all I can ask. Here's really all I can ask. At the very least win this weekend don't end it now right is that too much to ask don't end it now give us something to be hopeful for for at least a little while longer here i am saying that like anything is going to be different three weeks from now when they when they do it then right but nothing worse than like four straight weeks of meaningless football you do it now and at least you can hang on to some sort of hope the next week. And you can do it the week after that. You're lying to yourself if that's not fun, right? It's certainly a hell of a lot more fun than knowing it's done. And then, you know, I mean, just think about where you're going to be mentally if that happens, right? And then they go and beat Dallas. Things, things dramatically change mentally. So. It all starts this week, and I like their chances. And what's crazy to me about everything is at least, you know, the silver lining in all of this is at the very least, I like their chances, and if this game was a month ago, I would have hated their chances. Despite losing that Philly game, I t- we talked about this, despite losing that Philly game, it was about as good of a, you know, as good as they've looked in months. So they have the capability of doing it as of late. That's why I have faith. but. It's actually doing it. That is what that was what matters. And they've and they and, and in a lot of these games, they've done it. They just don't round it out. You have got to round it out these final five games. That's the key. You can't just hang around and keep it competitive for late. You got to round it out. It all starts this week. Before we wrap up shop, I said we would watch the GTA six trailer. Why not? Let's do that. GTA six trailer. Just dropped. Everybody's been talking about it. Oh, my God. Dude, this video dropped 
so this is the trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6, which comes out in 2025. This game's been in development for like, what, a decade? This video is the number one trending video in the world right now. It came out two hours ago, and it has just south of 17 million views. That is insane. It's amazing how popular this game is. So I said we'd round it out with this. I haven't watched the, the decent version yet, so let's check it out and see what we're in for. Oh, graphics look killer, though. Dude, I'm going to play the shit out of that game. Damn, did you see the graphics on that thing? Wow. I just, like, I platinum the new Spider-Man, which is like when you 100% complete all of it, and the graphics on that are killer, and the story on that is killer. But when you think about it, like they expanded the universe on that game from the last Spider-Man. It was like double, triple, whatever. But they were developing that game for like two years. They've been developing this GTA game for like a decade. I mean, I can't even imagine the little things you're going to be able to do. It's going to be nuts. That's going to be sick. That was the best looking graphics I've ever seen. Because you got to remember that the GTA 5 has been out so damn long. They've yet to take advantage of the PS5 or uh, the Xbox One, um, the graphic capabilities. Damn, that's going to be killer. But it's not going to be as killer as knocking out the Kansas City Chiefs next week. Fingers crossed. Hour and a half in the books here on a Monday night, and I'm glad you spent them with me. One more shout-out to my new sponsor. Much love to them, BetUS. Excited to be working with them. Before you head out, make sure to check out the link in the description below for the 125% deposit match coming at you from BetUS. Once again, appreciate the opportunity to be working with them the rest of the season here are going to be a lot of fun but i'm excited to be with you again same time same place next week either way i know for a fact we're going to have a lot to talk about but hopefully we're talking about hanging on to some hope get it done against kc in arrowhead i'll see you guys this time this place next week but until then enjoy the rest of your week thanks so much again for joining me tonight and as always folks go bills
should be. We'll think of another place. Come with me, let's have a smoke break. And it's just a normal break. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.